With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of The Quack Report. My name's Carter. I'm joined by Nate, and we are going to talk some Ducks hockey here. I'm liking the colors today. I, I just noticed what you were wearing. It's good. Very unintentionally purple and orange, I just realized as well. I, yeah. I kid you not. I had, like when I texted you, I was cleaning up. I was having a shower. So oh, yeah. I was, you're, so you're cleaning yeah, up yourself. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I I guess it's some people are just like, oh, fuck, yeah, whatever. He's not going to shower. I normally shower in the morning, so today it was just not I, – I didn't shower right away, I guess. Yeah, so. just wanted wanted to be a stinky boy today. It's all yeah, good. it I happens. Guess a I little bit. So, But, I mean, I was just at home today. I haven't left yeah. the house. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So. I sound like such a fucking hermit, but it's <laughs> – like our, our, our Wednesdays is I have no class, so it's me like trying to catch up on homework and then get ready for the show tonight. So Yeah. But yeah, but, so every so, other day you leave, just not uh, not Wednesdays. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I had just thrown on this, and yeah, was not intended to be so purple and orange altogether. No, but no, it's, it works it's very matchy. So, yeah, I yeah. just I, I didn't notice before because I I guess we didn't like have all, all the background open and stuff. Um, yeah, and then when you threw us up and when we went live, <laughs> then I was like, oh, purple, just like the background, orange text, just like. Our our actual background, like it's yep, and yeah, our logo, and orange and on the hat, and yeah, it's good. So 
I'm liking it. I'm, and I'm just, I just went with a black sweater today. So, <laughs> hey, can't go wrong with the classic, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it doesn't really show up, but it's got like white flecks in it. Like it looks like I went outside without a jacket on in the middle of a blizzard. And it, like, <laughs> so it's got like just white, yeah, white flecks. Yeah, I don't know. But, there you go. White yeah. flex, two flex. There you go. And uh, <laughs> speaking of classic, it's almost uh-huh. becoming just a classic Ducks thing to not give a fuck about winning in regulation. Nah, who cares? <laughs> two points? Two points or two points? What, take your pick. What do you want? We're, doesn't, we're doesn't just, matter. We're, we're doing Christmas early this season, and we're giving every team a point that plays us, but we're going to take two ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> the, welcome to the Ducks multi-level marketing scheme. Everybody gets a point, but we get two. And, yeah. But exactly. you get a point. It just it doesn't matter how many we get. You get you get a point. Yeah, exactly. So actually, but, in most uh, cases, the the other team gets two points and we get nothing. But yeah. So, in, but uh, <laughs> but but seriously, um, promo code draft uh, on DraftKings THPN. Uh, if the Ducks are playing anybody and they're heading to overtime, seriously, it might be worth your while to put some money down on the Ducks because they are five for six going into extra time this year now. Yeah, do uh, do one of those um, in, in-game bets. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in-game so, bets. Yeah. So can, Or live bets, live in-game bets, whatever, whatever yeah. you want to call it. But yeah, that would be... Yeah, uh, if, if you get a notification that the Ducks are headed to overtime... Put that put put five bucks down on it. <laughs> put that put that shit down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously not like your whole Play life savings because it's not. Yeah, like, it's 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 not a guarantee, but it's the closest thing to a guarantee hey, that you can get. I saw something the other day, the Flames and Kings on uh, Monday night. I think it was, and yeah. I think it was for the Kings was plus one ten or something like that. So like mm-hmm. not crazy odds or so or or no, maybe it's like plus one thirty. Still not like insane mm-hmm. against odds kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I think I read that a guy put down I think it was like I think it was like a hundred K. Shit. <laughs> and the Flames then won that game. So that's how you play irresponsibly, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so right. Don't do that. Hey, let, unless let me, you're let like let me see if I can let me see if I can find what exactly it was. Because that yeah. might sound like I'm blowing it out of proportion, but like I'm pretty sure that's what the number was. Yeah, so unless you're me, like Jeff Bezos, that. Mark Zuckerberg, like one of Elon Musk, one of them rich types. Yeah, if you're Elon like, Musk, throwing around forty-four. Yeah, throw, throwing around forty-four billion dollars just to fuck with Twitter. Um, yeah, then then what's a hundred grand on a on yeah. a losing bet to 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 them, right? But <laughs> yeah, please, Musk, don't ruin it. That is my social media platform. Like, I I don't really do Facebook anymore. The only thing is, I really do is like I. We'll share like our show on it and yeah. use it for marketplace. That's about it. Um, Instagram, if you follow me on Instagram, you know I post like three times a year, four times maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the most recent post that I did on Instagram, I kind of even like made like light of that of like, okay, it's uh, anniversaries, Halloween, and uh, and something else. Um, is the only time you're probably going to get a post from me on this app. So, <laughs> but like, I guess I post on my story a little bit more often, share stuff. But like, Twitter is the main thing I use, I guess. So, mm. pl- please, Elon Musk, do not fuck this up more than you already have. <laughs> <laughs> cool. well, did you find uh, the tweet? I'm just looking for it here. Um, 
Kings game bet. See if I can find something. You, you'd think that that would go viral because, like, that's a yeah bit of a big deal. If you're, uh, I'm trying to remember who it. even shared it. I, oh yeah, uh, actually, I think I know who might have. Okay, give me a yeah, give me a second, and we will find this tweet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh. Um. In the meantime, though, um, yeah, I guess we kind of started talking about the game a little bit with the uh, five. Fifth win. Yeah. It's not in regulation. We're still going for the record, everybody. I think the record is, I think it was 20 games without a regulation win. So was we're getting set close. By like there. an expansion team, though, in like their first year? No, I think that was set by the Coyotes. I think it was a 17 18, I think, is really? what I read. I got to double check that one. But okay. Um, this is apparently going to yeah. be Watch Carter and Nate research things that are easily Googleable. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Well, they try and um, fill the the awkward silence. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm not gonna find it here. So, um, anyways, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like the guy had put down like around a hundred k, or maybe it was ten k. Either way, though, that was way too much to put down for like, I think at the time, like I said, it was like a plus one thirty for the Kings and Flames, like. <laughs> Damn, yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's, that's a little crazy. So that is how yeah. you uh, do it irresponsibly, everybody. Please do yeah. not do that. Play responsibly and have some fun. The longest losing streak to start an NHL season um, was by the Arizona Coyotes twice <laughs> in 2022. <laughs> of course it'd be twice. <laughs> in 2022. So la- last year? Or was that this year? There's no way it's this year. No, it must have been last year because they. Yeah, it would have been last. They've year. been doing okay this year, so. Um, yeah. And uh, also up there is the 1944 New York Rangers as well. Um, oh yeah, they won like three games in this season. So yeah, uh, all all three of them with eleven, but that's just like straight up losing streak. That's not like regulation win. Um, longest season opening regulation. Losing streak is that how you would word that? Uh, or just longest without a regulation win to start? Oh yeah, okay. Longest season opening regulation win streak. Oh no, I don't want. Oh wait, longest regulation oh, season opening without. That's what. There I you mean. go. Without regulation win. <laughs> Okay, I'm still trying. I'm still trying to find this bet tweet. If I find it, um, I, I this is going to be super this. entertaining for people. Hey, <laughs> oh yeah, right. Just like they're just hanging on. Just like, what was the fucking bet? What's the record, asshole? Yeah, <laughs> tell me. <laughs> longest. Uh, we're close. We don't want just longest winless streaks. We want. Okay, I give up on trying to find this bet. I, it was around that, though. Either yeah. way, people, play responsibly, but use that promo code THPN on DraftKings. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got out <laughs> of it. <laughs> yeah, I can't... Uh, yeah, the, the longest regulation or without a regulation win streak is like kind of an obscure one. You'd have to maybe go through it manually. Yeah, anyways, doesn't matter. Okay, 
taking the L on both of those uh, things that we successfully <laughs> wasted 10 minutes on. <laughs> let's, uh, but let's get into the game here. Uh, the, the thing that most people are probably, uh, or more, more formally into the game. And uh, because I think that's what most people are here for. So 3-2 overtime win. Ducks over the Red Wings. A, uh, a standard. I mean, kind of already talked about that in the first yeah. few minutes here. Um, but overall, a very positive game. Um, I want to start with a comment that I had because I think that it's the most important because I think I'm the most important. <laughs> right. And it's, uh, it's uh, honestly, I think that's the most complete game that the Ducks have played this season. Like it was... yeah. No, like not the best game, but the most complete. Like we were always in the game. The we didn't like give too much up to the opposition. We got our chances. Like it was it was back and forth, like you would say or like you would want to see. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it was just like an even game, and overall, just like lots to be positive about, and very little, if anything, to be negative about. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I agree on that. Like the deserve to win meter is definitely the. But it's not in Anaheim's favor on moneypuck.com, but it is, uh, you know, more favorable than we have generally seen over the course of the season. 59 to 41, we'll call yeah. it. Um, but uh, yeah, the expected goals for this game. Yeah, it was all very close. 3.14 to 2.84 in favor of Detroit. So like, yeah, yeah scoring Basically, chances yeah. and everything like that. It was a very tight game. This yeah, is that's a diff that's an expected goals difference of like 0.3 between those two teams. Yeah, so, like, so yeah, nothing nothing too wild there. Um like in terms of differences or anything like that, but mm -hmm. uh yeah, a lot of these guys just played on both sides honestly. Pretty pretty well outside of maybe uh some defense a little bit. Um Detroit definitely had some hurts with uh Mata and Heronic was kind of their rough pairing. And it's unfortunate mm -hmm. when they're playing 1638 of uh five on five time there. Yeah. So, but, uh, and then I guess if we're going to compare that with the, uh, with the ducks as well, um, was Kulikov Benoit, uh, for expected goals gains, but that's only 531. Okay. So for time on ice was Fowler Kulikov, Nobody really on defense stayed with each other, it seems like. Um, yeah, yeah Fowler Kulikov, 11.36 together, five-on-five five time. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's so. kind of good that they uh, that we did as well as we did when the lines were being shuffled. Like, it shows that um, everybody can kind of play with everybody, which kind of hints at a bit of a system being in place, maybe. Um, Does it hint at a system being played or us still figuring out who the fuck we're playing where on our very lackluster blue line at this point? I mean, that's probably the case, but the fact that we didn't just like bleed chances and this wasn't a 7 nothing game means to me that like yeah, when okay. the line combinations are thrown in the blender like that, because um, we're trying to figure out what works, then everybody's on the same page everyone's knows the system everyone executed the system um so like i mean it's one game obviously so uh, i'm not mm -hmm. saying that like oh things are changed and dallas eakins is a god now because we have a defensive system <laughs> no that's not, i don't think that's the case there's, at all but there's a, there there seemed to be a very minuscule 
system in place of who's playing with who. I didn't really see any, I didn't really see any other improvements otherwise. So it's, it's kind of, okay. If you, if you had a T chart right now that had, you know, like your, like the, the pros and cons kind of thing of, Mm -hmm. uh, of, of last night's defense in particular, um, you would have the one pro that is, yeah, there seemed to be something happening there. And then the, the then the con side is just filled with everything else still, I think. <laughs> so, but um, in terms of, you know, like structure and that sort of thing. But, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, also, I think part of it too was the, uh, the first off the, on the first goal when White took a puck to the face, like immediately, that like, kind of causes. Quite a bit of line juggling. Yeah, because, that's. Yeah, I, that, I doubt yeah, he just totally jumped right fair. up no. over the boards. Like you're kind of playing five D for a little bit while you make yeah. sure he's okay. Um, but yeah, which, uh, he did come into the game. He still the, played like ten minutes. So yeah, that shot to the face. Yikes! <laughs> oh yeah, that's. Uh, I, I honestly thought like immediately. I was like, oh man, broken jaw. Like another defenseman down. What the fuck are we gonna do? But uh, yeah. but he stayed in the game. I mean, obviously you can play with a broken jaw. It's not advisable, but like it's... Yeah, not, yeah, it, not advisable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the fact that he stayed in the game means it's probably not too serious. Um, but we uh, we shall see, I guess. Um, I, I did have a question about that though, because I know sure. whenever plays like this happen, especially when it's like right in front of the net, like in shooting lanes. Um, yeah. The, the big question is, like, hey, this should have been blown down kind of thing. Would you blow that one down if you were the referee? And, and Would... Like, before the puck's even in the net, like, immediately you're like, nope, play's blown down, puck's in the net, but no goal because I blew the whistle. In that case, it does come down to the technicality of did you blow the whistle? Does the ref have enough of a reaction time to see that Kulikov got hit in the face, he went down, and it's probably not getting up before the puck goes in right like mm-hmm. it's like does he have that reaction time to do that before Detroit does score on do you call that a rebound I don't know what the fuck you call that um, <laughs> I mean in a way yeah <laughs> ounce I don't know like um, yeah it, it all kind of comes down I think to that reaction time yeah it's However, all intent I, to blow the whistle though right yeah but then it's it's also for, I feel like for something like that is did he blow the whistle? Right, yeah, that's, like, that's not the case though. It's intent, yeah. to blow the whistle. So I don't know. It's it's the NFL yeah. or the NFL, the NHL, <laughs> and their officials. Right, they like to yeah. flip flop it on us. So like, um. Anyway, though, what I I did take a look in the rule book though to determine what the ruling on it is. Yeah, because I know for like I know for lacrosse if it, if a player is in. Uh, like a dangerous position, like in front of a, a shot kind of thing, right? Like, then mm-hmm. yes, they'll they'll blow it down. Um, the only thing I was able to find actually is under Rule Eight for injured players, uh, which is Paragraph Five, um, under Eight Point One. If anybody wants to go uh, look it up, um, which reads: When a player is injured so that he cannot continue play or go to his bench. The play shall not be stopped until the injured player's team has secured control of the puck. If the player's team is in control of the puck at the time of the injury, play shall be stopped immediately unless his team is in a scoring position. That's the only thing I was able to find for that. So, 
with how the rule is written from what I could find, that is correct, mm-hmm. right? But for matters of safety, you do try to get around the rules sometimes. If that had gone on for another second or two, I think, before yeah. the puck got shot in, then yes, at that point, the ref has enough reaction time to and is able to see that, yeah, White's not getting up very fast and definitely blow it down. But yeah, I, um, I think the thing in, ter- too in terms is of the was... actual rule, though, it seems to lean that, yes, that was the yeah. correct play for the moment. Yeah, no, I think so, too. And especially because it was um, it was like puck to face and then off to the side and then basically immediately shot in and like White wasn't in that shooting lane then I think that's the right call because it's kind of like a yeah. continuation of the play. like it. Um, but if it goes like, if the puck goes face and then back out to whoever shot it again, then that's when you're like, oh, fuck, we need to blow this down before he takes another shot to the face. Yeah. You know, because like he's in the shooting lane at this point. So um, so I think in that case, you, you blow it down as a matter of safety and hopefully the defenseman doesn't just wind up and take the shot before uh, mm-hmm. you can you can do that. But... Yeah, no, I think it. I, I didn't see any like outcry of like White's down injured. How is that not blown down? Like I didn't see any of that. I I just wanted to know what. Yeah, so your I was thought was there. So I, I was looking a little bit farther. So the next, and I, I mean a little bit farther. The next paragraph would be the thing that would kind of overrule, right? Of in the case yeah. where it's obvious that a player has sustained a serious injury, the referee and or a linesman may stop the play immediately. So. I think it's just there wasn't the reaction time or just the time yeah. in general to see that it was serious, that the dude took a puck to the face and he's probably not going to get up for a second yeah. or longer than a second, I guess. So, um, yeah, I, I as yeah. it was, that is the correct call. So Okay, good call. Good cool. job, NHL officials. You actually you, you did it. You did your job. You, you did it right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another point I had here was that we got another power play goal off uh, Mason McTavish there. So yeah, it's amazing what happens. There we go. Yeah, it's amazing what happens when you put um, you know solid offensive guys in opportunities to be able to score and help your team. Yeah, just saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, and I mean, he was he was a he was all over this game. He had some great opportunities, but specifically on this power play, um, he had like a great chance just like seconds before. He was in Zegris's the spot that Zegris usually is for that one timer. He got the shot off, um, and it was just like a great save by Huso. And then he switched spots with Henrique and went into the middle of the ice. So he was just like in great positioning there. Um, uh, props to Henrique getting the shot off as yeah. well. The, the one timer and McTavish picking up that rebound. Like, But that little switch there, like... You could kind of see that in the 30 seconds building up to the goal on the power play there was really Klingberg was the only guy that stayed in the same spot. The other four guys, they were they were switching up things. They weren't just like, this is our spot. I might move forward a couple strides back, left, right, just to kind of try and make lanes. Yeah. Like, because obviously that hasn't worked. Like the defenseman can adjust to that. But when guys are actually like going behind the net and like switching between the slot and the circles, it makes it a lot harder to cover because then the defense has to or the penalty kill has to switch from uh man defense well man defense to more zone defense like you have to be yeah trying to block the guys 
lane, but then oh, all of a sudden now I'm switching who I'm defending. So it's it's more confusing for the penalty kill, and I think that it works way better for our power play because we're fast and we have guys that can shoot. Oh yeah, yeah, it absolutely does work for our power play. It it did seem better because like mm. Detroit's not a team that's slacking necessarily. Like, no. Yes, that was the fourth game in a row that they've lost technically. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, but like they haven't been bad this season no. whatsoever, right? Like they're, they're in the wild card conversation currently. Um, yeah. but, uh, at the, at the same time, not, not to be the pessimist, it, but we're almost praising on the, like, this is defense. Like this is power play strategy that you do in like novice and peewee kind of thing. So like, it, yeah, yeah, good no, job yeah, on right. good yeah. job on actually doing it and like actually being able to move around and not just staying still. It definitely helps and getting yourself into better scoring positions overall. So, and to add on to that, that is something that I know I've been critical of uh, John Klingberg on, especially on that power play there. Yeah. While it wasn't a power play goal, it was us up a man. Um, I'm jumping That's way true. ahead in the game oh, for, for yeah. the uh, for the tying goal with what was it like 50 seconds left or something like that. Um, that, yeah. He did he move a whole lot during that, like kind of in the seconds leading up. No, not a whole lot, but he moved enough, and the puck moved enough as well that there was a there was a lot more of a lane. I'll say that was actually yeah. available to him when he took his shot, mm-hmm. rather than you're trying to bowl through ten or I guess like nine guys. Uh, that are in a straight line and you're trying to put it through all of them. So um, yeah, that was really nice to see. Like I, like yeah. I like, kind of watched it and I was like, Oh, like, Oh yeah. And watched the replay. And I was like, there you go. There you go. That's, that's what I've been talking about. Like, yeah. So it's, yeah, it was, it was the same sort of thing too, where there was a little bit of more movement from yeah. the players and like switching of positions as well. So, um, so yeah, I'm glad that, we're finally getting to that, and it seems like our power play is improving. Seems um, like it. I want to. Yeah. I want to see a little bit more out of it. it it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, it's def- yeah. it's not perfect, obviously. Um, just for context, Detroit's power, or sorry, their their penalty kill is at seventy eight point four percent, good for sixteenth in the league. So, um, so very okay, so average. It's about, yeah, yeah, it's about average. Um, so yeah, that's those are like it's a it's a decent penalty kill like it's yeah yeah where are we on that by the way oh i'm gonna take a wild guess 30 oh 30 for who's worse than us wait 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 uh i want to see if i can guess this actually i haven't seen it okay okay penalty kill worst not not power like penalty kill Uh, i'm thinking more for the power play but i feel like it could be penalty kill as well i'm gonna say columbus uh no they are where are they, uh fifteenth seventy eight point six but yeah you're oh, right their power okay. plays a business their power plays ho- horrible yeah yeah okay we, so uh, yeah who, sorry who is it oh okay uh it's Vancouver sixty three point eight oh okay actually that does make sense yeah it, it checks out so. yeah uh to really quickly just go back to Mason McTavish yeah kid was sniffing mm-hmm. around uh around the net there four shot attempts and three of those getting in uh on net as well um the few face-offs that he took as well he did all right three for five which is you know that's that's about 50 percent. so yep. sounds like a pass to me i don't know um 
but uh so get yeah. degrees right yeah and uh just to show as well that like he was in a great spot i think his expected goals was 0.4 and he obviously got a goal so he surpassed it uh mm-hmm. for that game so yeah he just like he he did look really good in that game and uh what did he have let me see here so his over his overall time 12:24 in this game and his okay so his uh his power play time was 3:15 there um, did he have okay. any four on five? No, yeah, no, he had no four on five. Not that I'm expecting him to, but um, yeah. it was it was nice to see, at least on the projected, that he was back at center, even if it's still in that fourth line. That mm-hmm. was nice to nice to see. So with uh, yeah. the addition of Sam Carrick uh, back into the lineup, mm-hmm. um, which, which he yeah, had a, well, a pretty solid game um, as well, I would say. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, he didn't do anything crazy. I mean, it's also hard to with only four thirty-eight ice time. Yeah, and I mean, it's you're you're behind at this point. Like everyone else is starting to hit mid-season form, and you're literally just getting started. No camp, nothing. Like, um, yeah, he did have a four-game con- uh, conditioning stint with San Diego uh, before oh, okay. coming up. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, again, it, nothing. In terms of time, was like he didn't have a whole lot of time, right? Okay, that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. I guess like 4:38, but even in that, you know, he he took two he t- he took two minutes, lost the two faceoffs that he had. I'm trying to see if there's anything like, yeah, it was it was interesting for him, I think, because he also had the least amount of shifts in this game with only eight. Oh, yeah. So like, I know he's a guy that's just coming back, but like just seeing that number kind of is a little odd to me for some reason um yeah i mean it's it's not great but i mean it's just it's just easing in him of, into it off injuries yeah. so and just in terms of yeah. utilization overall because even brett leeson had like only 10 but then it jumps to 17 for austin strand right so defenseman so that's different but yeah fair enough um who would the next forward be? Uh, the next forward looks to be, in terms of shifts, Max Jones and Mason McTavish then at 16. Okay. Looks to be. So, I don't know. It just feels like, like okay, I, 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 I totally get it of easing him back in a little bit. Maybe you give him a little bit more time in the AHL then for conditioning. If I, I don't know. I'd, I think there's a limit on the amount of games for a conditioning stint. Yeah. And I think it is four. It might be five, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. To, to, just to me, I guess, to only dress a guy for four and a half minutes, essentially, almost feels like a waste of a roster spot. In a way, yeah. I, I, I do agree, so. yeah. I don't know. It's It's hard to say. Maybe he wasn't feeling... Or like after playing at the NHL level, yeah. he like was like I, I don't know something doesn't feel right. I'd, I'd rather just mm-hmm. sit and stretch it out. I don't know. I just like hundred percent speculation here, but uh, but it's not also past Dallas Eakins to like white glove not these guys, used, right? So yeah, to just not use players on his bench that are dressed. Yeah. So and I, I mean I don't know. I didn't think there was anything that like warranted benching him either. So I don't know if that 
maybe happened. Like he didn't play in the third for yeah, a like reason. I, uh, I, not that I noticed, but I mean, I, yeah, obviously coaches see a little more there. But. Let me double let me double check of like how. Oh, where is it here? Shift chart. Here we go. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, just see if it was spread out a little. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is actually being a little slow for me again for some reason. I have no clue why this is happening. Okay, it might not pop up right away here. Okay. Well, yeah. Oh, you know, no, here, we here we go. Okay. Here we go. Sorry. Okay, let me take a look here. Where are we? Sam Carrick, one, two, three. Yeah, so it looks like he kind of got sat <clears throat> in the third period there. He had three shifts in the first, it looks like, four in the second, and then his last one... Um, yeah, his last one in the kind of like the early, like first quarter of the third period there. Interesting. So, yeah, I, yeah. I would have to, uh, I'm not going to do this, but I would have to go back and watch the game to see if there was anything like super mm-hmm. egregious, right? What what time was the, um, was his last shift approximately? Or, or if you have the um, exact number, that'd be good too. I don't, it just has it like split up by, uh, bars that signal like when okay, like, a new but it, it was starts. it was early period. It looks to be in like the first five minutes though. Okay, yeah, uh, and yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, the only goal was Klingberg's in the third period. Yeah, that's very weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that, but we'll we'll see how it goes in future games and if he gets more ice time, which I imagine he would. I would be shocked if he only had the four minutes there, but. Yeah, because like, even because uh, even um, yeah, Leeson had the two shifts in the third, um, and uh, oh no, Colton White's yeah, no, never mind. Yeah, sorry, I'm just trying to make sense of it. I'm because like yeah, no, yeah, it, it seems just, like it was weird, only yeah. Leeson and Carrick that got sat after that point. Like their shifts ended at the same time, and they both didn't play the rest of the game. Weird. I don't know. Maybe they like were goofing off on the bench, like I don't know, playing rock paper scissors. And Dallas Eakins was like, "Oh, if you don't want to play in the game, you can. You, I'll just bench yeah. you. You can play rock paper scissors all you want." I don't okay, know. here. You know what? I will give. I I will give a prop here. Okay. To Dallas Eakins, which is rare. Okay. <laughs> just over the halfway point of the third period. Dmitry Kulikov played his last shift of the game and didn't play for the rest of the game. That's actually like as much as he was playing the what like the top line minutes, I guess, for that game. Yeah, that's definitely a smart decision. I don't mean, yeah, yeah, like I, I, like I don't mean to just shit on guys, right? But, um, yeah, Kulikov is tied with. Like for defensemen uh, on the team uh, with Fowler for most giveaways on the team. And Ooh. he is leading the team in defensive zone giveaways. And I mean, all mm. of his giveaways have been in the defensive zone. Oh, shit. And, yeah, like, that's all 10 that's not, giveaways that's have tough. been in the defensive zone. So. Like if you're giving the puck away in the neutral zone, fine. It's some teams have great neutral zone setups. But if you're doing it in the defensive zone, like there's no excuse. 
Yeah. And at least in, in Cam Fowler's defense as well, who he's tied with in uh, just total giveaways, mm-hmm. Fowler has 12 takeaways. Kulikov only has two. Like, Kulikov yeah. has been the one guy that he seemed to start strong and then it dipped hard. And I yeah. mean hard. I mean like the Simpsons movie where it's the joke of a rock in a hard place kind of thing. And he's on like oh, the yeah. wrecking ball getting hit back and forth. Yeah. Like, I mean like that. Yeah. Like, just dropped. Which so. to, to Kulikov, to, oh, let's try that one again. To Kulikov's <laughs> defense, he was like, he's a third pairing guy at most in rare circumstances, he can fill in on the second pair. And with the state of this defense, he's expected to be a top four, if not a top two defenseman. And I feel like that's kind of followed the, like his, his dip in play has kind of followed the trajectory just based uh, off my was, eye test, no stats. It's kind of followed the traje- tra- yeah, it, it, yeah. trajectory no, I, I, I of the Ducks mean. being injured. So like, yeah, like it started before then as well, but like the it's been super, super obvious and not obviously helpful yeah, with, for his confidence with all the injuries. So if we yeah. were deep enough to just play him on the third pair or even like keep him as a seventh defenseman to rotate in, that would be fantastic. But we're we're not that team. So but I, I am glad that he yeah. got scratched though, because if he's doing that, you gotta you yeah, gotta this is a guy that, that started the season on the second pairing and it wasn't horrible but at this point of the season if we didn't have the injuries that we do on our back end i would hope that he would have gotten demoted to the third line hypothetically yeah yeah exactly but so because yeah yeah, it's not i don't know he's he's not a guy that i'm very confident that something good is going to happen when he's out on the ice i mean like yeah that's fair like i think he leads the team and blocked shots it yeah he, he leads by a mile he's got 30 blocked shots on the year um but yeah, so that's about it mm-hmm. yeah so, so like you said it like otherwise, some, otherwise, some rare where, praise where for dallas leading, Eakins, you don't right? want that <laughs> yeah so some rare praise for dallas Eakins, though and uh, that's the second time we've done that this episode what was the first thing that we praised him on. I don't even remember. Uh, oh, that there seemed to be something oh, of a system in a, a uh, semblance, a, just a crumb of defensive structure. That's what it was. Yeah. And then also slight even adjustment then, to I, improve the power play. And then also yeah. good call on scratch. Man, that's three. That's three in a row. For, I'm gonna uh, call, I'm gonna call it two. That there. I'm gonna call it two because the defense thing. I'm I'm still looking at the heat map. It's it's still our usual. I'll just say that. It's oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, but given what he's got to work with here, then, yeah. Um, what else do we have? Uh, we'll save the overtime one for last because that is the hype thing that we're going to talk about to end, uh, end this little section off. But you had a note here about uh, Jacob Silverberg? Uh, yeah, I was so... I think it was earlier today. Um, as, as people know, I'm also a Flames fan. And uh, so my personal Twitter especially is uh, it almost kind of works like having like me running the quack report Twitter, which you can go follow at quack report pod um, where like, that's the main ducks kind of stuff. Like I, I almost ha- like through the two accounts, I have them kind of separated, which kind of works out. 
Yeah. Um, so anyway, on my personal one though, it's a lot of flames. Is is more flames content than ducks. I'll say that there is ducks in there though for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was uh, there was there was a tweet put out by a, uh, a buddy of mine, Mike Gould, on Twitter. It was asking like, who's the best flames forward to start the season? And one of the options he had in there was Nazem Kadri, who that was definitely leading the polls. And he, the people are not wrong in that sense. He has been phenomenal for the Flames. Um, but then somebody had put in the comments of, uh, no, Kadri's actually been the worst player. And so I pulled up the stats showing, like, not just his scoring, but just other things. I'm like, he's leading in this, he's leading in this, and he's leading in this and this. Like, so tell me again how so basically it led me down a rabbit hole of okay i'm going to take a look at a lot of these stats and just kind of see who's leading in what categories uh Mm -hmm. for the ducks as well because we haven't like we we normally do it like quarter or halfway points of the season yeah but i realized i hadn't really looked at actually yeah i i just realized i hadn't really looked at you know like for the team overall who is doing what the best and that sort of thing besides just off the top of my head and what we're seeing in games um so yeah, for uh, Klingberg specifically, what uh, what what's that? Was it again? I was specifically looking at there. Silverberg, sorry. Or Silverberg, sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah, right. Penalty minutes. Um, so on MoneyPuck.com, there they have uh, minutes drawn as well as um, the minutes taken, right? And you can see okay. their you can see the differential there. Nice. Um, so you know if you're Mind you, okay, it doesn't take into concept, uh, context, you know, like Max Jones is currently the worst penalty minute differential, but it's because mm-hmm. Max Jones has been getting into some fights. Yeah, and right? probably doesn't draw a lot of penalties either. So he's, yeah, so like he's taken 23 minutes himself and he's drawn 11. So he's at a oh, that's actually plus, better than I thought. Yeah. He's at a plus 12 right now, which this is the category that you don't want to be a positive in. Yeah. Um, however, though, uh, Silverberg has drawn 14 minutes. So seven minors he's drawn. Wow. And has not taken a single penalty yet this season. Damn. So I'd be very surprised for Lady if he Bing. Silverberg for Lady Bing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's doing he's doing all right there. And uh, you know, what? I'll just say like the top three for penalty minutes drawn there. Um, sure. Troy Terry, which that one you would kind of you hope would expect for yeah. almost, yeah. Um, Something's yeah. fucky if he's not drawing a ton of penalties. Yeah, he's uh, he's drawn twenty minutes on his own a power play time for the Ducks, um, which I'm sure he's almost kind of frustrated with. Of like, guys, I'm giving us the opportunities here. Yeah, <laughs> I've <right>. literally <laughs> given us an entire period alone worth of power play, and we haven't been able to do shit with it. Yeah, um, yeah, and with our power play, like teams are like, oh, well, we'll we'll just foul Troy Terry. Like if he's streaking yeah. in on a breakaway we'll just throw our stick at him or like we'll <laughs> dive and trip him like who cares we'll, we'll yeah, slash so his hand doesn't matter he's not then we're taking <laughs> away that scoring chance and then we're basically giving ourselves a power play by going shorthanded because of the ducks fucking suck yeah. on the power play uh so yeah troy terry's got uh negative 12 on the differential so he's yeah drawn 20 minutes worth uh taken eight himself um isaac lundestrom though for so silverberg and lundestrom that third line likes to draw penalties, it seems, because Lundestrom mm. himself has drawn 10 minutes worth of penalties. Oh, wow. Um, and has only That's taken two. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it makes sense because we don't have the best third line, but we have a fast 
and high skill third line compared to a lot of other teams. And the, and the yeah. NHL is trending that way a little bit more, but yep. like because a lot of teams, their third line is, I don't want to say like goons, but like tougher, grindy it's, it's your lines line. in a way. Yeah. Yeah. More so, like it's it depends on the team identity. But if you're fa- if you're a high skilled third line and you're facing the grindy third lines, you're probably going to draw more penalties just by the nature yeah. of it because you're putting yourselves in a better place to have an advantage over the opponent, and they'll probably try and hold you or or whatever. Yeah, the case might be. So, yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense actually. Now that I think about it, yeah. So. So, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out for that. It's it's like Yeah, no, that's that's great. It's not something that's normally that's what the stat that's what stats people are looking for kind of thing, yeah. right? Um, but it is something that can help your team, right? Like obviously not taking penalties fucking helps your team. Mm-hmm. Anaheim Ducks as a whole, listen to this. Not taking penalties helps <laughs> your team. I say and emphasize as you are the most penalized team in the league this year. Are they? You can't afford to be. Yeah, they are. I, actually, you know what? That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, here, I'm I'm going to double check this just after last night, at least. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, but uh, yeah, during the broadcast, they did say, yeah, the Ducks are the most penalized team in the league so far this season. Yeah. So, which no, doesn't surprise me. And again, like not. We, we have definitely made some arguments against some of them. But we've also talked about how a lot of them are mostly avoidable penalties to take. Yeah. Um, yeah, penalties drawn. Or are you looking at penalty minutes? Uh, it would be penalty minutes against, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, they're, they're second with 237 penalty minutes. Um, as a, and Minnesota's in first with 248. In terms of actual penalties drawn, or, or sorry, penalties taken, I guess is the one uh, tied with Minnesota now with eighty-eight. Okay, but in terms of penalty differential, uh, minus sixteen, which is the worst. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, not stay great. Out of, stay out of the respect. fucking box, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So. Okay, um, and then overtime. That was a... I mean, three-on-three three is always an exciting overtime, right? Or an yeah. exciting way to experience. It's been a long <laughs> day, man. That's fair. That's totally fair. Three-on-three <laughs> three is a is always exciting. No, fuck, let's try this again. Overtime is always three exciting three is because it's three-on-three three overtime. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Jesus. And... <laughs> It's even more exciting when the Ducks can can score on it because it, it's always something magical, and it's always yeah. like a just a play that you're like, wow, that's that was perfect, executed to perfection, right? Yeah. And in this one, Tyler Bertuzzi just like coughs up the worst fucking pass you could imagine. Just like, Honest, like honestly, I've the biggest the muffin again, right I'm at like, Strom. I'm like, what the. F- fuck are you doing <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like it, it wasn't even like a good breakout pass it was literally like a little flip from behind the net and then it yeah. also hit strom and then he just laid down <laughs> like yeah like, uh, like i like i watched the highlights again before uh we got into this just to have it all fresh right 
you watch him start to get up and flop down again. Yeah. Like, go watch like, it again. He starts yeah. to get up and goes down again. I'm like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> if you're a Red Wings fan, like, you probably had an aneurysm during this. Just like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? But, like, as a Ducks fan, that was awesome to watch. Like, as soon as that hit Strom and Zegris just, like, put his stick down, I was like, oh, this is going in. And then it... The pass goes over, and I'm like, "No, Zegers, don't shoot. Huso's going to be there." And then he pa- and then he he passed it, and Strom almost fucked it up. Too, yeah, I was but it say, still went that, in. Okay, in like the span of two seconds, was a fucking roller coaster on its own. Oh yeah, it was because wild. Because it was, it was. Uh, oh, giveaway! Oh, oh no, no, Strom. Okay, okay, Strom got it. Strom got it. We're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, and he, he almost. It, it looked like he had shot it and it hit his stick again, right? Which is something we have seen yeah. before. Um, but then he got like the second tap on it to put it in. But I was like, oh my God, that was that, that was a lot for like two seconds there. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, wait. Sorry. I wanted to find something. Is this what I want? <laughs> it's not, but this is fucking so funny. Like, Ryan Strom and M- Empty Nets, like, Empty Nets are like are just his the bane of his existence. I don't know if you've <laughs> ever noticed, but, like, Rangers fans, Rangers fans, like, castrated Ryan Strom consistently. So here's one opportunity here. This is uh, him in the shootout against oh, we're not Detroit. We're not seeing it here. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> I did the screen share. It just didn't pop up. One more. Well, I'll just back this up a little bit here. Uh, fuck monetization. Yeah. <laughs> but just... Well, look at this. Comes in. Oh, why do... Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, if you're, if you're just listening to it, he dekes out the goalie, like throws his jockstrap up into the second bowl of air, wide open net, and throws it past the net like through the crease yeah like look at that look at that yawning cage fuck i could hit that (laughs) you put me like six inches from the side of a barn like and or you put him six inches from the side i'm 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 done talking you you get what i'm trying to say that's dude the the barn pops up on the bench like on the rangers bench after that and goes dude i could have fucking hit that like look (laughs) at this move to avoid the poke check so calm and poised and then yeah yeah he takes the extra (laughs) second too and then you're like oh there's no way this is missing and look it it's just oh god sorry what what kind of curve does he have on a stick that's what i want to know uh we got uh the ron arky chiming in it's because he was a ranger at the time (laughs) yeah right like look you you even think it's going in up until the like the goalie even right looks and he's just like ah oh, fuck all right I yeah. you know a good mo-. and they watches the puck go by and he's like oh sweet yeah that that's honestly that's not even the one I was trying to find <laughs> that was a beautiful one though Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah I think it's oh yeah it's got to be this one oh nope no that's an article it looks like yeah <laughs> oh well uh, anyway. Anyway, Ryan Strom, yeah. uh yeah, and and the uh, empty nets. Yeah. Oh. I think he I doesn't got... like to score on the goalie pulled. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've got part two here. Okay. This is uh oh, God. I'm gonna go back. This, this is the one I was thinking of, and it's this one is almost identical to the overtime goal. So this is uh against Tampa Bay. I think it was in the playoffs this year, too. 
Um, and so Panarin has the puck on the boards. Backhand, no-look pass to somebody. Reinstrom wide open and then bobbles the puck. Oh, I remember this. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, literally wide oh. open freaking net there. Look at And it just goes under his stick, it almost looks just like. Just, like, way too excited. Oh, no. Yeah. He's trying to celebrate already as he's putting it in. It just whiffs on it. <laughs> Yeah, and as soon as it hit his stick and it wasn't in the back of the net, I was like, oh no, Strom, what are we doing? What have, what have you done? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but we're good, we're good. Uh, so I'm glad that it was just a curse that he had with the Rangers and he's figured it out with the Ducks. Yeah, it so. seems like he's got it. <laughs> but Oh man, that was, a, that was a beautiful play. Love that. And uh, just a, a great comeback win. Um, yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, that was so. good. So if we can if we can have more games like that, if we can win one in regulation, that'd be great. But if we can you know have what? more games like that as a whole. You know what? I wouldn't I, I wouldn't want to tear out what hair is left on my head. <laughs> you know what would be hilarious is winning or like getting into the playoffs without winning a game in regulation. Do you think do you think you could do that? You could easily do that. You would just have to make sure it's not You'd have to make sure it's against Eastern opponents. For the most part, yeah. And, oh, what's their track record on that, actually? I'd be kind of curious. I I feel like we... Okay, well, two of the wins have obviously come from San Jose alone. Thank you very much. Um, So that doesn't really help you there. Okay, so Boston... No, Boston was the loss. Boston was the loss. Detroit was the one, obviously. And then... Uh, what was the other Who one? Else? Toronto. Okay, so there's two against the East, and uh, that was it. Those were two San Jose, Boston, then uh, we've had two. six go to over to extra time. Oh yeah, so there was we're another missing. one in there. Chicago. No, was Chicago one? was regulation. Oh no, Chicago won that. Chicago won. Uh, Who was it? Well, I guess just go back through the schedule and find the Oh, wins. Seattle, <laughs> obviously, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that's literally... Right, the very first game of the so, season. So, yeah, um, Seattle, um, Toronto, San Jose, San Jose, San Jose, Detroit. So if you flip that and give it more to the east, then you could potentially do it? Because if you keep giving just a single point to everybody in your conference, let alone your division, right? That's mm. going to be a lot harder to it, do. It, it would be tough. It, it depends on who. Like, for San Jose, obviously, it's fine because they suck. But, like, if you're giving it to, like, <laughs> LA, Edmonton, Calgary, like, the teams that you are fighting for those higher spots yeah, with, um, then, yeah, it, it does make it tougher, but you are still gaining ground. It's just slower than if you were winning in regulation. But it'd be interesting. I, it I doubt sure. it's going to happen this season, but it'd be, it's fun to think about. So, um, yeah, the Ronicky here says better days for Strom now. At least more sunny days. That's true. Yeah, yeah. it's always sunny in Anaheim. Uh, all right. Well, we've got a couple pieces of news to talk about upcoming games, and we'll do a Gulls update. Oh, and what's quacking? So we'll take a quick break here with our friends over at DraftKings. Be sure to use promo code THPN for exclusive offers, and we will see you in just a minute to wrap up the episode. NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. 
Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and point totals. With bigger payouts than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NFL. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, and place a $5 pre-game Moneyline bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay. Uh, We already kind of talked about Sam Carrick being activated off of IR, making his season debut there against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, after hip surgery, um, likes to take penalties. Yeah. <laughs> he, likes, yeah he likes to take <laughs> penalties. Okay, so I had to double check. So I was like, okay, I know Carrick has, like, he like he, he does like to fight. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, and I think I saw on uh, was it hockeyfights.com or whatever. Um, he's fought, I think it's 13 times he's fought. Oh damn! And eleven of them were one with the Ducks, two last season. <laughs> I was wow! Like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with Bolu out now, someone's got to fill that hole. So yeah, so it was uh, yeah, fifty-five of his eighty-five penalty minutes last night. Because like, like I was kind of looking. I'm last like, season. oh man, like Car- no, last night. Yeah, I'm like, okay, <laughs> Car- like Carrick's. Like I saw eighty-five. I'm like, Carrick's got to stay out of the box. But I'm like. Wait a second, he did like the fight. So I searched it up and I'm like, okay, 30 minutes is still not great overall for yeah. what he does in a game, but 55 out of 85 penalty. Okay, we'll cut yeah. a little how, bit more slack than I was about uh, to give him. <laughs> how much of the remaining 30 was like 10 minute misconducts or like instigators, though? I have no idea. You don't know, you didn't go that far. I'd be curious. I, yeah, no, I wasn't yeah. sure. So I didn't go but, like game by game on it. But yeah, fair. I would be interested to see that. So, but yeah, it, it was like, I, okay, I, I, have to, I have to double check this now because I think it was like he had two, maybe like over like November, December last season. Mm-hmm. And then January just took off. I mean, he just, did have two yeah, fights. Didn't get what he wanted for game. Christmas and just wanted to yeah. <laughs> pound the shit out of some people in January. <laughs> he had, uh, yeah, he had two fights in one game. I think it was against San Jose last year. Do you remember uh, that uh, game now? I, it's it's in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here, let's. Uh, well, yeah, let me pull that up here. His, uh, his, the Ronarchy says, glad I could stop by tonight. You guys are great. Thank you, Ronarchy. You are great for Thanks, stopping man. by. Um, Sorry, go ahead. I thought oh, that would take it. you longer uh, to pull up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it was like loading as. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Sam Carrick last season had 11 fights. Uh, okay, sorry, he had three before we went into 2022. So he had November 26th, uh, December 17th, and then December 31st, where he fought uh, Austin Watson, Johan Larson, and Braden McNabb. Okay. And then, yeah, sure enough, January hit. So that, yeah, three out of 11 of his fights were in, like, the first three months of the season. Yeah. 
And then, yeah, January 14th uh, fights uh, Brandon Duhame uh, from Minnesota. Then he fights uh, Nick Foligno in uh, Boston there on the 24th. And then takes a little bit of a break in February. You know, Valentine's. Got to feel feel some love mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, but uh, that's also around... You're getting around the trade deadline, and who did we lose? But Nick Delorier. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, March hits. Uh, he fights Foligno again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then he fights uh, Jeffrey Veal for San Jose, and then uh, oh no, it was against Nashville. Yeah, and then March 22nd he Wait, fights. Sorry, what was his name? Jeffrey Veal. Was his name Jeffrey Beef before then? And then uh, <laughs> Carrick pounded him into some nice tender veal. Uh, actually, on Hockey Fights, uh, voted winner was Sam Carrick at 75%. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, in the, the game against Nashville on March 21st, he fights not just Mark Borietsky uh, or Boria, uh, Bor- Borowiki. Fuck. I, the, you know, I you always know remember to say it was like Borowichski. Like if you go to your buddy and you're like, hey, I I only have one ski. Can I borrow one? And they're like, borrow which ski? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's right, but that's how I say it. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, and then uh, he he also fights Tanner Jeannot. So yeah, he fought Jeannot, sorry, he fought Jeannot in the first period. And then he said, I hadn't had enough and fought uh, which ski in the third. (laughs) Okay. So there's his two there. Um, and then, yeah, what, five days later, he fights uh, Jonah Gajovich, I think, for San Jose. Um, mm. And then uh, to wrap up the season, April 1st, uh, fights uh, Michael Carcone there. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He just took off last year in the New Year's. So. Yeah. So we're in for a, a, a treat here with Sam Carrick, is what you're saying. We're it, we're gonna see some. Uh, some hopefully knuckles. we got some. Yeah, hopefully we got some decent knuckles. And you know, here actually, I'm gonna take a look at the voted. which is good considering everyone thinks we're soft as shit. Yeah, I'm I'm taking a look at the at the voted here and seeing out of those 11 fights last season, how many he he the the people think he won. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, one, two. Um. Oh, for some reason there was no okay. There was just no votes on the fight against Braden McNabb. Um, oh, okay. Okay, so one, two, three, four. Now nah, he only won four out of ten voted oh. by people. So that's because people hate the Ducks. So yeah, he, yeah, he won in our hearts. That's what matters. But yeah. Anyways, I mean, I mean, he, he did. Back, so. He did lose to Carcone in voting. Who is an Arizona Coyote? Oh yeah, by like at seventy one point four percent. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Glad to have Sam Carrick back. Uh, we also called up Drew Hellison, defenseman there, twenty year old that we got as part of the Josh Manson trade in um, last deadline at the, tra- at the deadline. Yep. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Twenty twenty three. Oh, a 2023 second round pick also uh, came along with that there. So uh, a goal and two points with San Diego in 13 games played as well as 
uh, 16 penalty minutes. I remember the scouting report on Hellison was um, essentially Josh Manson light, like big guy, not afraid to throw his body around. Like, yeah, that's that's kind of it. So um, promising, promising. Yeah, and uh, that was done, uh, assuming because Kevin Shattenkirk was placed on IR. Uh, last played November 9th against Minnesota. Not really sure what happened besides that it is an upper body injury. Or sorry. Oh, no. This one is a lower body injury. My bad. Yeah. Um, bolio is an upper body injury. So Okay, but no IR for him yet that I could see. No, I haven't even seen like day-to-day or anything. So Yeah. But so it, it's, it, it's obviously not a healthy scratch because he's got upper body. So it's weird. Yeah. Very weird. It's also just still weird that I guess we didn't try to pick up anybody to replace either of these two guys. Anyway, yeah, whatever. I don't know. I've already gone down that path of like, what, like, what are we, what are we doing? So, yeah, uh, but yeah, those are uh, all the various transactions that have occurred since our last episode. There, um, I guess, with Shattenkirk being placed on IR, was that retroactive to? Uh no, that certain didn't, date it, didn't or... say, it didn't say retroactive. So uh, it would it would be to that mm. uh that November excuse me, ninth game. So Okay. Yeah, so it's gonna be a week on IR there. So not not super promising. I mean, obviously Shattenkirk is Shattenkirk, but like he is still a veteran in the NHL, right? So it's yeah. His his presence will and obviously has been missed. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh yeah, going to be interesting to see what comes out about him there. Got a comment here from the Ronarchy before we move on. Have you guys done a deep dive on San Diego prospects recently? I am new this season to the pod. Uh, well, welcome to the pod. I'll search it out uh, yeah. if you did it a few months ago. Um, not uh, have we done we, one on we did like we, we did, did kind with... of a a touch on the prospects. Us not being, I guess, if you're new to the pod, we aren't actually in California or around the Anaheim area so we don't get to see as much of like the gulls um but uh we do try to keep up with them so uh i guess this is a cool transition to go into our gulls update we do try to keep everybody just up to date on how the gulls are doing kind of top players and that um Mm -hmm. we do it every wednesday with these live episodes so there you go Yeah. yeah and we will be doing a we will be going to a san diego gulls game in calgary um when they visit the Wranglers in, oh, I guess that's that's in December, right? Yeah, next month. Or for us. or is that the NHL game we're going to? I don't. No, the NHL game we're going to is in March. Okay, so yeah, the so Ducks we'll get to see them in person. Each and... other at like the end of the year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. But yeah, so we'll have a um, yeah, we'll have a, a bit better of an idea then as well. But um, yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll get in into person. the uh, yeah, we'll get into the San Diego Gulls right now. So that is a... Oh, I forgot to add the key to my keyboard. I even made a note about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, the gulls down okay. the... Yeah. Here, I, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. Mine, 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 mine. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. I'll just clip that and put it on the keyboard now. <laughs> That's all we need to do. Then we don't get copyrighted. <laughs> I mean, if uh, we they, haven't, for all the sounds that we haven't gotten copyrighted for, I don't think we're going to get copyrighted for that yeah, one. No, we'll be fine. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Power of Disney. <laughs> big, uh, big mighty mouse there will crack down on that hard. But anyways, I sorry, I, I okay, sorry. Really quickly, side note, not part of the show. Um, my phone lit up. Uh, 
looks to be about 50% at uh, Walmart Canada right now for the new NHL game. Ooh. Oh, Black Friday. Yeah. So I'll spend, I'll, I'll maybe spend half the money on, on the new <laughs> yeah. NHL game. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Just to have it. Yeah. Uh, so the girls. Uh, they lost 2 nothing to the Bakersfield Condors last week, uh, but then made up for it with a 4-1 win over the Ontario Reign. So, uh, yeah, win and a loss, not bad. I mean, a 2 nothing loss isn't, like, the most egregious either. So, yeah, overall, pretty yeah, good. Too wild. Um, next up, they've got games, uh, actually tonight as we're recording this, the 16th against the San Jose Barracuda. I heard Nate typing, so I'm assuming he's pulling up a score from that so we can give uh, a No, I was actually trying update. to, I was actually shopping on Walmart. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I can't double check though what the score is currently. It's, it's not going anywhere, like Nate. <laughs> it's the, the, the it's, it's NHL Friday. 22 All is not going the, anywhere. All of the online codes might be gone, Carter. You don't know. No, I d- there is no way. And also, it's not even Black Friday. It's literally like a week and a half before. It. It's not going anywhere. Why should you have to call me out like that, man? Come on. Well, I was like, oh, Nate, he's he's just on top of shit. Like, I'm talking about this, and then he's going to hit me with the score. And then, no, you're just lit- like, why did I think that that's what you were going to do? I know you. I know that you were shopping. I, like, I'm not even um, surprised. Okay, that. Okay, where do, where do I find it? Because what I'm looking at right now, I guess, is not. Oh wait, no, here. Uh, the AHL. Let's just try the AHL website. Um, I'm assuming that's where you find it normally. Yes, uh, it is. Okay, it's currently tied at zeros. We're halfway through the game. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> on the weekend, 18th and 19th, we will be against the Grand Rapids Griffins. <laughs> I think I know our clip is it is just me with a retail therapy addiction. Yeah. <laughs> uh that's good. I got at, at least I at least I get at least I get deals on the retail therapy that I'm doing. That's true. You're a smart shopper. Yeah. Um I am a smart shopper. Yeah, 18th and 19th. Is that uh at home against the Grand Rapids Griffins? I I believe so. Sorry, I thought I had that in there. I normally put like the at or... Or the versus, uh, yeah. Yeah, sorry, that's my bad. That's um, all good. It says versus, but I just want to double check because there's no ats. So. Uh, yes, that it, those are back-to-back uh, home games, yes, against the Griffins there. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then... And then uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then they'll also be at home against the Tucson Roadrunners next Wednesday on the 23rd. Yes. And in terms of the overall team... They are ninth in the Pacific Division in the AHL out of 10 teams. So not fantastic there, but they had a pretty slow start to the season, to be fair. So, yeah, they, I don't know, did they do, uh, yeah, they do last 10, although I guess they have only played 13 13 games. games. Yeah. Yeah. Four, six. Four and six record so far. I don't. It it seems like they're trending in the right direction. Anyways, yeah, it is starting to get a week bit to week. So, yeah, so things should be okay there. Um, I mean, there's seven points back from the first place Colorado Eagles, so like it's it's not too far out of reach, right? Yeah. But, so it's possible. It's definitely possible. 
And then, uh, Nate, you got some stats here from the players specifically. Uh, everyone's doing Yeah, I do. Um, I am just, I realized what I had thrown into the outline is actually just goals overall. So oh, yeah. let me oh, pull up that's the good points too. here. Okay, here we go. I got points here for you, though. Perfect. That's what we normally do. Yeah. So, Rocco Grimaldi is currently leading the team still in points. He's got five goals and 10 assists for 15 points. Uh, Nicholas Brilliard has 13 points. Uh, uh, ben Grew there has 12. Danny O'Regan with 11. And uh, Braden Tracy with seven there. And uh, nice. what was the notes that I had there? Grimaldi is currently eighth in AHL points and 13th in assists. So yeah. Grimaldi still hanging in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 1.25 point per game pace. Yeah, be, so that's, that's all right. Good. Yeah, uh, And then, yeah, goalies, uh, Lucas Dostal is putting in the work. He's played 11 games so far this season now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Still just has the one shutout, but a 2.74 goals against average and a 9.18 save percentage. So there go. it's definitely looking a lot better now for yeah. Lucas Dostal than it did like two weeks ago even. Oh, for um, sure. I mean, guys his, bumped that up like almost by like point, like by like forty percent almost. So, or yeah, not forty percent. Like, sorry, um, like forty uh, percentage like, points, like points. I guess. Yeah, four yeah, percent. I, I know what you mean. There you go. Yeah. Um, um, and and his goals against average, I feel like, is like whole goals against oh, it's way better. Better. Yeah. yeah like it, I, I feel like it was like a three point seven or three point eight or yeah, just like a, that, so. just a couple couple games there that. Uh, Either he had some more support or uh, he kind of pulled himself out of a hole. So it's looking good. Yeah, a little uh, both, probably. Ol- yeah, Ole Eriksson X played four games this season. Uh, has a 3.82 goals against average and an 884 save percentage right now. So, yeah, not bad considering like he's he's only played four games. So there's lots of room yeah. to improve that. And like we said before, still better than the empty net with a, a zero save percentage and on 11.47 goals against average there in uh, 10 minutes. So I don't know why we keep playing this empty net guy even for 10 minutes. Like he's just <laughs> bleeding chances, but whatever. I, I, I'm not an AHL coach, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, oh, sorry. It just clicked into me, actually. So the Ron Arkey had just uh, made a comment. Just he's. Uh, gonna go walk some dogs, uh, but he'll finish uh, this lesson when the pod releases early in the morning. And uh, uh, you guys keep up the great work. Uh, go Ducks, go! And Carter for tonight, go Oilers, Boo Kings. Um, oh, yeah, sorry, Kings, I yeah. I just I just recognized the handle as well. Yeah, uh, the Ronarch, he's been active with uh, our, our social media, especially oh, on Twitter yeah. there for sure. Oh so, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, it, it took me a split second there to clue in. So yeah, it happens. Enjoy walking some dogs. It's always a fun yeah. time. Uh, okay, we've got a couple upcoming games to talk about for the Ducks now. Thursday, uh, potentially when you're listening to this, if you're listening to the audio the next day here. Uh, Thursday night uh, at Winnipeg will be a uh, 5 p.m. Pacific start there, so 7 p.m. local time. Jets having a pretty solid start to the season, way better than a lot of people expected. 9-4-1 record, 5-1-0 at home. So uh, going into a tough building there. 7-2-1 in their last 10 and good for second in the central behind, I think, just Colorado. Is that right? Uh, behind mm-hmm. Dallas, actually. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, Colorado's in, in the central. a little lower. That's right. 
So I so, mean, eight five and one's not 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 much. To oh, nothing to scoff at for Colorado. But. No, definitely not. <laughs> I, I would never it's, disgrace the defending Stanley Cup champions like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they've uh, they've been doing all right. It's amazing what happens when Blake Wheeler is not your captain. Ooh, shots <laughs> fired. Pow pow. Damn. <laughs> um, no upcoming or no sorry sorry no back to back situations there for Winnipeg. Let's see how our score prediction spreadsheet's coming along here. How we doing? Um, so, I mean, just the one game there against Detroit, neither of us got the score or the team right. We had no faith in the Ducks. In the, in the Ducks against Detroit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Winnipeg. Uh, do we continue to not have faith against the Jets here? or Against or, Win- the, the Ducks? Against Winnipeg, I don't have faith that team is seven two and one in their last 10 their goal differential is a plus 10 on the season and at home they have only lost one game this year so Mm -hmm. i'm oh i I can't see this the spreadsheet offhand i this might be the biggest it's okay i got it down here there it is biggest (laughs) spread that i put for this season i'm not sure I'm gonna go five two Winnipeg. Uh, Just because this is a team that has been going off a little bit, and yeah. you you still can't. Uh, ah, what's the word I'm looking for? You can't go wrong with Connor Hellebuck still between your pipes. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you did have a f- 5-2 prediction against Tampa and a 4-1 against Vegas. So similar spread oh, there. Okay. Do you want to yeah. go more egregious? Do you want to say 6-2 or 5-1? No, or it's 5-2. No, he's going to stick 5-2? Okay. Yeah. Um, I I, I want to look at one other. Chifley can only play in the offensive zone for so long. What's that? <laughs> I said Chifley can only play in the offensive zone for so long. He, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't play defense worth shit. Yeah. Um, I love how I'm just taking shots of the Jets, and um, but they're sitting like second in the fucking central. Yeah. Uh, okay, so they've got nine wins, five regulation wins, nine regulation overtime wins. So, um, so I guess that means they're four and one in overtime. Mm, so yeah, we, we maybe don't push it overtime. In overtime. <laughs> uh, do we? Do we? <laughs> We're five for six. Yeah, but they're four for five. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I don't know. Sorry, I thought, you, thought, they, yeah. I thought you had said they were four and five. Oh, no, sorry. Um, I was like, damn, okay. I might have. Uh, they're they're uh, actually going I, for I a lot of overtime games. No, Jesus. no, no. Yeah, so uh, do I want to be different for the sake of being different? Or do I want to go for the... The easy points potentially. <laughs> that sounds so bad, but uh, you know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say six one. Oh, for Anaheim. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm, no, I'm okay. saying for An- no. It's for Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to give you a little bit of a roller coaster ride there. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, because then, worried there for a second. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, if Winnipeg wins 6-1, then I'm happy because I got the prediction right. If it's literally anything else, then I'm happy because the Ducks exceeded expectations. 
<laughs> uh, Kevin chiming in on the chat, pooping in on my lunch break again, boys. How we doing? Nate, that's just popping. Oh, it does. Popping in. I have my glasses and I still can't fucking read. <laughs> to be fair, I, wish I did. It said pooping now, though. <laughs> to be fair, I thought it said pooping on my lunch breaks. How we doing, boys? But um, but yeah, popping in. Kevin's <laughs> just getting into the chat and he's just like, already, what the fuck are these guys? All? Yeah, I promise you, it's nothing. The the next thing that pops up, Kevin has exited the chat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kevin has blocked you on YouTube. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh my God. Um. Yeah, you you almost had me trying to find Arkham Asylum there for a six one Anaheim prediction. Yeah, Jesus I know. Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. We, okay, we got, we got that. So the next game uh, <laughs> against the St. Louis Blues on Saturday. That is a five p.m. Pacific time start. Um, the Blues are six eight and zero on the season. Ninth in the wild card spot currently in the West. Uh, we are tenth in last there for that um the blues are two four and oh at home in their last 10 they are three and seven carter we'll start with you this time what is your prediction i will say also that while the record doesn't oh shit kevin's left the server (laughs) oh damn (laughs) there goes one of our loyal viewers got rid of him again um even though their record looks bad in, in all aspects, they are on a four-game win streak, St. Louis is, um, against not awful teams either, if I am right. Ryan O'Reilly has actually done shit again, which makes me glad I kept him in fantasy, and I yeah, picked him up here. in a, the league we're facing each other in, and he got a shorty tonight, so that is a uh, nice bonus there. But And I mean, they've... They beat San Jose at home, then they beat Vegas 3-2 on the road, Colorado 3-2 on the road, and then Chicago 5-2 to finish up their road trip. Um, 3-0. And that was just tonight against Chicago as well. And then they face Washington tomorrow. So, yeah, I mean, it's against, like, pretty decent teams, too, if they've got those four wins. So, and, and yeah, bad they're, teams they're, as well. They're a mix way- of both. Yeah, their away record is a lot better. Their away record is 5-4-0. and oh. Yeah. So, my, <laughs> yes, they've played more games on the road this season, but they're at least winning. They're, they're winning games on the road comparatively. I, I do remember, too, they started the season, like, super slow. Like, they had, like, a couple games in the first week, and then they had, like, a game the next week, and then, like, yeah. a couple games the next. And then this week, they've just been playing catch-up. So, th- maybe they're trying to... Maybe they're kind of getting into a, the swing of things again. Um, anyways, to actually get into predictions here. You know, I think... Because you know, because we play them again next week, like the, the, literally the next game after, this isn't a weird glitch. Yeah, two days it's, later. <laughs> it's at St. Louis, at St. Louis again. Um, I think... Uh, I'm going to go a little ballsier with this first prediction and then see what happens for the second one. I'm going to say 3-2 Ducks. Ooh, Obviously okay. in overtime because we're not going to win a one goal. Yeah, we're not going to win a regulation. Yeah. I, I am not predicting a regulation win until I fucking see one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, what do you think, Nate? Uh, I am... I'm not sure if I'm currently frozen 
to you. You are, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. You look super majestic though. Perfect. I'm glad. Um <laughs> I am just pulling up to see the blue goaltending situation. Obviously you have oh Thomas Okay. How's how's Gracie? How's Gracie doing this year? Eight ninety nine save percentage. Oh three and O in four games. Okay. Okay. Now let's just compare that. To Bennington. I'm just doing everything off my phone because my computer is not wanting to cooperate with me right now. Fair. Okay, Bennington 7-5 and 0 with a 905 save percentage. Okay, now let's just double check one more thing here. Of course, we're heading to Money Puck to look at the goal save above expected. Yeah. My favorite stat to look at. Oh, we're getting that, we're getting intense on this now. Yeah, this is just going to determine how I think that not just this game, how I think both can go. Okay, because I, I I have I have a game plan here for the Anaheim Ducks. I have a game plan. Okay, I just have to make sure that the game plan in mind can work. Okay, so Bennington is currently rocking a negative one point one GSAX. And Grice is at a negative 1.5. So running about even, even though Grice has only played four games and Bennington's at 11. Whenever we talk about the St. Louis Blues, I always ended up talking about Jordan Bennington or we end up talking about Jordan, Benning- Jordan Bennington. Yeah. What's the one thing that we're normally talking about at some point in the conversation? If he's going to fight somebody? Exactly. Now... You know another goalie that's a little feisty in the NHL, and specifically in the Pacific Division here. Who's somebody I might be thinking about? Uh, I'm going to guess because we're the Anaheim Ducks podcast. It's uh, John Gibson. Correct. Now, who had playoff aspirations going into this season? And who's more likely to still, even though we're both dog shit, let's be honest right now, Probably John Gibson. For more playoff aspirations? For more? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd go the other way. I'd say St. Louis. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, no, I, thought meant, I thought you meant on the team specifically. Yeah, St. Louis. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I meant yeah, yeah, yeah. as a team. Yeah. Okay. As Here's a team, my... yeah. St. Louis. Yeah, absolutely. Here's my proposal. Because Jordan Bennington is a fucking idiot, and we all know it, <laughs> Uh-huh. He's bound to do something here at some point, right? He like he's already done it. Uh, I think it was against the Islanders with Sorokin, and he did he did he did something else as well already. Like this season, we're halfway through November, and every time we talk about Jordan Bennington, I'm saying this guy is looking for something, right? He is looking yeah. for a fight, and somebody needs to give it to him. I have offered to the Anaheim Ducks even to fill in as an emergency backup. <laughs> I don't care if I get my teeth rocked. Well, my my parents probably might with uh, my braces bills, but um, yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm willing to take that just to get it off of Jordan Bennington's chest, so that everybody does not have to deal with his bullshit anymore. Because, <laughs> like, you know me, I'm I'm not much yeah. of an Evander Kane fan, mm-hmm. but I did see the clip even of Bennington punching Kane as a defense mechanism not that Kane was coming after him that Kane was going in for a scoring chance just bopped him in the chin with his blocker yeah my proposal as soon as Bennington does 
something because we know he's going to, whether it's he gets just a little bit into a scrum or he does his intermission antics or whatnot. John Gibson, buddy, I fucking love you. I know it doesn't always sound like I do, but I do. But gloves off. Go give the guy what he wants. Go give the fans what they want. And that's a goalie fight. You'd love to see goalie fights. But go rock his fucking clock. And you can take both games for certain at that point with Thomas Grice, (laughs) I'd like to say. Yeah. So with all of this hypothetical in mind. Okay. And even then. Hmm. I don't know. I the Blues are turning it around. Oh, this is actually kind of difficult because even when teams are lower but still above Anaheim, they still like to play down. Damn. Okay. I, I was like so hyped up for this, and now I'm like shit. I don't know which <laughs> way to go. Uh, I you know I'm no. I'm gonna stick to my guns. I'm gonna call an Anaheim win. I think it's still gonna be a close one. I'm gonna call it two one win. Two one. Okay. Gibson Overtime has been or just two one. Well, I mean. Because. Yeah, I'll just yeah, I'll just say do one in general. Um well, I mean the Ducks aren't gonna win without it being in overtime, so yeah, it's implied. Enough. Yeah. Um yeah, it's implied. But uh yeah, no, I think like Gibson has been playing better as of late. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's, I, that consistency's been coming yeah. back. He's had stinkers here and there. No, we just have but, to we it's it's Dallas Eakins and the rest of the coaching job coaching staff's job to make sure that consistency stays is the thing. So it, yeah. But. Okay, so those are upcoming games and predictions. We got a question from Kevin here that sent me down the rabbit hole of trying to Google search this again. Should we try to uh, find this again? <laughs> I did. I still haven't found it. Uh, but he's asking, y'all think this OT win thing is yeah, some kind some, of a record? Somebody, somebody had somebody's got to have it. Somebody had it on Twitter. Let me. It was either uh, it was Woodling or I think it was Woodling actually. Um, okay, yeah, because it, it keeps trying to give me like winning streaks, and I'm like, no, winless or like regulation winless streaks, or without a regulation win. I don't want winning streaks. And and so like now I just got to know, otherwise I'm going to be up all night trying to figure this out. I feel like I saw that it was. 20 is the like I said it was I think it was 20 with the record by Arizona it was like 17 18 I think is what it was yes yes Um, here's an article SB Nation from November 2017 become first NHL team to go 20 games into the season without a regulation win Um, they had their 11 game losing streak that season um, before they won their first game at the end of October Obviously, in overtime. Um, another five-game losing streak, won a game. Yeah, so, I mean, at least so far, we've already got more games um, or more wins than the Arizona Coyotes did at the, that point, which is good. But yeah, really, we only need four more games because, what, we've played 16, right? <laughs> so so what is that by like yeah. by next Wednesday? Or uh, I guess next Wednesday's game could next Wednesday's game could be it. Could it could tie, yeah. It could tie. Right? 
because we got oh. 17, 18, and yes. And it, and we do Winnipeg, St. Louis, St. Louis, New York, and then to get the record, Ottawa. A one o'clock start on the oh Black Friday. Yeah, yeah that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Um, so yeah, it's. I don't want to say doable because it sounds like it's something you're try, like going for, but it's it's possible. It's it's not impossible that we yeah. could hit this. So, yeah, because I I doubt any teams come close to this since um, Arizona five years ago. There's no way. Like twenty games without a win. Yeah, is, regulation win is impressive. So yeah, I'm double checking if it was. CJ there. Oh, okay. So we can so, like somebody there credit. had it. Somebody yeah. had it. Yeah. So in in terms of Kevin's question here, is this some kind of record? We're getting there. It's up. Yeah, there we're sure. we're getting we're getting close. We've got to be second, maybe third at this point in games to start the season without a regulation win, which is uh not great, but I mean at least we've got some wins. It's uh Good enough for uh, respectable last place in the league, not embarrassing last place in the league. Yeah. So. Um, oh, okay. I wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't CJ. Uh, uh, Jake Rudolph on, uh, okay. on Twitter had it. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So he's like, I think I. So I think I found the record for the most games to start a season without a regulation win. The Arizona Coyotes of seventeen, eighteen, went twenty games before recording one. Hmm. It could very well happen. Yep. Which is interesting. And yeah, like uh, I know you just jumped in, Kevin, but we talked off the hop of the episode a little bit about this, and um, it would be wild. And we were trying to debate if it would even be possible for the Ducks to get into the playoff spot without a regulation win, just purely overtime wins and giving up those extra points to teams. Um, so so definitely go back and have a listen to the first bit of the episode there where we talked about that. But mm. yeah, it's interesting. So Like I know we were talking about the wins and oh, hey, you give a team a point and that kind of thing. But think about it this way as well. You At this point, teams are looking where Anaheim is on their schedule and going, there's at least a free point because we have given every team at least a point that we've played this season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. That is like, I like, I know there's, it's, there's teams like for some of the bigger ones that are like, oh, there's Arizona on the schedule. Oh, free point night or that kind of thing. Well, like, Anaheim is literally free point night right now until they get a regulation win. Yeah. Yikes. All right. Which uh, another way to look at that is no team has lost in regulation to the Anaheim Ducks yet this season. Yeah. <laughs> and no, no team wants to be that team either. So. And only one team has beat the Ducks in extra time this year. That's, that's a better stat to go with. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, yeah, we've got, uh, we've got what's quacking here. So let's wrap up the episode with that. So I did kind of change it for you, at least Carter partway through. Um, didn't but, notice. <laughs> uh, so our buddy that was in the chat earlier there, the Ron Arkey, he had actually left a question for us on Twitter. Oh, nice. So I thought Perfect. I'd answer it here. 
or I thought we would answer it. So it is a, it, it's one question that has an A to D selection or A to, a to D answers to fill out. Mul multiple, oh, multiple parts, not multiple choice. Yeah, multiple parts. There you go. Okay. Four, four part question. Yeah. So who is your favorite? Oh, excuse me. Uh, so it's current duck, all time duck, current non duck. An all-time non-duck. I'm gonna need that one more time, boss. <laughs> okay, so current A? your favorite current duck. Okay. Current on the roster today. Duck. Okay. All-time duck. Okay. Uh, current non-duck. Non so the rest duck. of the NHL, okay. and all-time non-duck. Okay, and then all. Okay, okay, that makes sense. I'm following now. It was yep. just a lot of words. It was. That I couldn't <laughs> process at uh, nine thirty local time. Yeah, which makes me sound old, but here we go. Okay. Um, yeah. How about you start this off? We'll we'll go uh, A A B B. We'll we'll answer the same one same time. But yeah, what, who's your favorite current duck name? You know me. I like a little bit of flash. I like character, especially. I got it's mm -hmm. it's hard for me not to go with Trevor Zegers for this uh, for That's current fair. duck. So it's a. It's a tight second though for Troy Terry, and yeah, I know those and, feel kind of almost like cop out like answers potentially, but like, but I mean they're fun to watch. Like, I love Trevor Zegers. <laughs> yeah, right. He's a fucking great like sound bite and like he is what I've wanted out of NHL players. Like when I talk about character, like mm -hmm. he is what I've wanted for so long at this point. Yeah. So and I, I'm gonna not like pick up the slack. That's not the right word, but I'm gonna <laughs> pick up, I guess, where you where you left off there with Derek Troy Branch. Terry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with, with Troy Terry, he's got to be my favorite current duck. He's he just does like everything really well, and like obviously, I love Trevor Zegers and uh, and Drysdale, yeah. and, uh, all those guys too. But yeah, Troy Terry for sure. Uh, honorable mention to Ryan Strom. He's a very likable player just in general, and I was very excited when he came to the Ducks. So there you go. Honorable okay, mention. Here. But yeah, Troy Terry. Yeah. Here, let's go snake actually. So now you do okay. all time duck. I mean Well, I was like, can it really be anybody besides Getzlaff? But I guess it could. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, yeah, I gotta go with Ryan Getzlaff just for the, the Team Canada aspect of it as well. Yeah, fair um, enough. So yeah, that's yeah, Ryan Getzlaff. Just who like who else? Yeah. I'm I'm not sure off the top of my head who I have a tie I'll, I'll go tied for first. Okay. Good old Finnish Flash Timo Solani. Mm -hmm. But we know me and I love my goalies. JS Shiger. Loved yeah. that dude like That's a well before like as I was kind of getting into hockey like he was a guy that I just I, I liked his style especially. His masks were always cool to me. Mm. He's a fun kinda, he was a fun guy to watch too. Yeah, he was. So and then and yeah, a, just kind of following fire. him. Yeah, following him after the fact. Like I remember him getting uh like going to Toronto and whatnot and like how weird that looked and yeah. So yeah, I, I oh yeah, I'm I'm stuck between Solani and Jaguar. So I, I can't yeah. pick one right now. <laughs> That's fair. Uh okay, part C to you, Nate. Current favorite non duck. 
I mean, this one's pretty easy. I got a few of his jerseys hanging up on the wall. Mark Andre Fleury, yeah. Flower, my boy. Yeah, so it's a, yeah, it's an love, obvious one. Love that um, dude. Love that dude. E- equally as obvious for me, it's it's Connor McDavid. He's a <laughs> best player in the world <laughs> on my other my other favorite team. So, uh, yeah, easy one. And then this one, this is this is always the tough one. It's like, yeah, one of my one of my least favorite questions to answer. But uh, and I probably never give the same answer every time. But um, but favorite all time uh, player, non duck, yeah, I guess. So not entirely all time, but essentially favorite all time player. Oh, I guess that's to me. Yeah, yeah, it's you. <laughs> oh God, um, yeah, man. I really don't know. <laughs> favorite all time, <laughs> like there's just so many good players that have been around like I don't know I, I gotta toss this to you if you have an answer I gotta I gotta think for like a couple seconds I do and this is not a player that I feel like a whole lot of people know about actually mm-hmm. Buffalo Sabres Taro's to uh, uh Tushimoto I'm sorry what Taro Tushimoto favorite oh, is all-time this, NHL player. Uh, fuck, is this the the guy that like was made up? Like he was drafted yeah. <laughs> but like never existed? <laughs> so if you don't know the story behind this, so this was a fictitious player that was quote-unquote selected uh, by the Buffalo Sabres 183rd overall in the 11th round of the 1974 draft. Um, so yeah, it was basically just like a protest of like slow telephones and uh and long just because like they, and stuff yeah because the the wha the world hockey association was going on at the same time and so it was a way to almost it was buffalo's way to combat the wha from quickly figuring out who like the nhl guys were taking mm-hmm. so um Man, I was hoping you wouldn't pick up on that. Actually, <laughs> I'd be like, "Who the fuck I, was this guy?" And I was just gonna like make up a couple, like a bunch of numbers for him. <laughs> I yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't pick up on it right away, honestly. But yeah, I got, uh, I, I did remember it now. Uh, so. all, okay, all time non duck. Oh, that's not actually the answer you're going for. No, that's not the answer I'm going for. <laughs> if, if you if you had just left it, I would have, I would have left it as is and seen like had people try to search it up or whatever yeah um okay all-time non-duck i want to go with flurry again but that feels like a cop-out at this point even though it is accurate um okay all-time non-duck uh hard for me not to say jerome mcginla that dude that dude was class when he played still is class today um for sure yeah i i feel like i'd have to go with jerome mcginla that's the first guy that comes to mind like other than mark andre Fleury, i think yeah yeah so. that's fair yeah i think i think i would have to pick um probably ryan smith growing up as like yeah an oilers fan he was just like like not like everybody's favorite player, but like he was just such a likable, lovable player. He was fun to watch. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'd say 
I'd probably have to go with that. Because, like, thinking even back to, like, the street hockey days when you're, like, trying you, you emulate your favorite player, like, you're on a breakaway and you're, like, trying to come up with a sick move and you're narrating your, your yeah. play as it's going on. Like, that was always the guy that, uh, that I that chose. That you went to. Okay, Smith, actually, yeah. yeah, okay. No disrespect whatsoever to Iggy. Can I change my answer, actually? As soon as you said the road hockey thing, I'm like, actually, oh, no, sure. I know I know who it is. Yeah. Guy was just inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame this last weekend. Lou. Oh, Good old Bobby go. Lou, Roberto Luongo. That's who yeah. I'm going with. There you go, yeah. So the guy played on division rival for, I guess, the Ducks too, obviously, but like growing up as a Flames fan and when both those teams were doing like decent at the same time, right? Like those games were always, uh, were always good ones to watch and whatnot. But yeah, Roberto Luongo, 2010 Olympic goaltender, um, gold medalist there, um, holds the franchise win records for both Vancouver and Florida as well. Um, and uh, my masks in junior were definitely styled after his, um, his. So, and yeah, the guy's a the guy's a class act as well. Um, another good sound bite. If you, if you haven't seen it, go and take a look at, uh, I think it's like Roberto's, uh, or it's like a little Wongo's poetry or something like that. Uh, oh yeah. That he did one. with TSN. That was really good. And, uh, yeah, definitely go uh, take a look at that. He wasn't uh, he he wasn't afraid of the cameras to say the least. So and uh, definitely spoke his mind as well. I was uh, was pretty honest with media. Um, the one that comes to mind right away is the uh, um, my contract sucks comment that he had. Yeah, um, there was like rumors around him getting moved or that sort of thing from Vancouver. So, but uh, yeah, I know I I'd have to go with Roberto Lolongo actually. So. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, thank you for the question um, to uh, the Ron Arkey. I know that you were in the chat, but you had to take off. So, um, yeah, I'll make at least part of this a clip for Twitter so that uh, and we'll tag you in it so that you can see that we uh, we did answer your question as well. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much for it. And thank you to everybody else who listened. If you want to send us questions, you can do so at Quack Report Pod, uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, whatever platform you use. You can, I guess you can't DM on Twitch, but you get the point. Um, <laughs> At HockeyPodNet is where you can follow the network. And uh, you can also um, shoot us an email. I guess we can plug that too because we've <laughs> gotten emails before. QuackReportPod.THPN at gmail.com. Um, and then we also have a Google form if that's easier for you to fill out where you can you drop us some questions, comments as well. It's, it's mostly for a survey that's down in the description. There you can do that. Uh, close it. A couple weeks here, but we've got some great feedback, so we very much appreciate it from everybody already. Uh, and if you want merch, like the hat that Nate is currently wearing, tqrshop.myspreadshop.com or .ca if you're in Canada. We got some sick stuff that we've just dropped, including the Mighty Collection, um, which is obviously Mighty Colors. So very fun yeah. there. Okay, that's also down in the description. I think that's everything. Nate, <laughs> where uh, can people message you about um how you picked three goalies for your favorite all-time players. <laughs> <laughs> but not none of them were I'm, john gibson as your favorite current duck uh, it's it but it's hard to go against egress come on man <laughs> yeah that's fair but like oh uh yeah you can hound on me for being a goalie and liking goalies i guess uh on twitter <laughs> at tate namas t-a-t-e-n-h-o-m-a-s 
And if you probably more rightfully want to rip on me for choosing two Oilers as my other all-time <laughs> favorite players, you can do that on Twitter at Carter underscore Potts, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We will see you guys on Monday for another episode of The Quack Report. In the meantime, have a good one and go Ducks go. Go Ducks go.